This week on Together for Salem. We talk about love all the time in our community, in our, in our culture. Whether you, you know, believe Jesus is God or not, whether you call yourself a Jesus follower or not, we agree that love your neighbor is a great idea. Like that is a really great way to live your life. Love your neighbor. Then why do we have all these problems in our society and these disagreements and these polarizations? What do we do with this idea of hating our enemies that we see all around us right now? The answer is probably the most illogical, the most difficult thing Jesus said. Welcome to Together for Salem. I'm Monica. This content is put out by Cross Creek Community Church. We are a church in Salem for Salem, and we are so glad you found us, whether you're watching on YouTube, Facebook, or you're listening to us on the podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe so that you are notified when future stuff gets put up, usually on Saturdays. You're joining us for our last part of our Illogical Love series. The thing, though, about watching this last part is I think you're going to be really glad you did. It's probably one of the hardest things to do as a human being is to love people that we consider our enemy. John does a great job of unpacking what an enemy is. It may not be the um, wartime enemy you're thinking of. Uh, so be sure to watch. Uh, check out what he has to say. He's got a great challenge for us at the end. Uh, so I'm going to pass it off to John. But first, I want to introduce you to the Welcome Form. The Welcome Form is our church's way of saying hi to you, letting us know that you're watching. Uh, we can send you a free Bible. We send you a free e-gift card just for saying hello, and we say thank you for that. Uh, you can also request prayer. We've had people do that, and then we pass it on to a small group of people who are committed to praying for those prayer requests. Uh, so go ahead and pass. You can fill out that form if you have prayer requests. You can also ask a question. Sometimes um, the content here provokes thought and questions, we hope. Uh, so that's a place for you to ask those questions. So check out the welcome form. But right now, part four, a logical love. And I'm going to come back on the other side with a really quick giveaway and a couple other announcements. Here you go, John. Love. It's not what we think it is. That's what we've been seeing in the series Illogical Love because often what we think love is is those ooey gooey, oh, you just don't make me feel blah blah. It's not, that's not love. See, real love is actually, it's illogical. It doesn't always make sense because real love is prioritizing a person over our personal priorities. That's what we've been seeing in this series. And we talk about love. Talk about love all the time in our community, in our, in our culture. And we all agree that Jesus' command of love your neighbor, whether you, you know, believe Jesus is God or not, whether you call yourself a Jesus follower or not, we agree that love your neighbor is a great idea. Like that is a really great way to live your life. Love your neighbor. Then why do we have all these problems in our society and these disagreements and these polarizations? Because the problem isn't that we refuse to love our neighbor. We're actually pretty good at loving our neighbor. If you think of any natural disaster we see, you always see neighbors running to help each other. During this ice storm, we've, always, we've seen people say, hey, what do you need? Do you need meals? Do you need me to take you in? Do you need me to cut trees for you? We've seen that. See, the problem isn't that we refuse to love our neighbor. The problem is 
we insist on hating our enemies. And once our neighbor that we thought was our neighbor disagrees with us about something, about our views, about certain issues in life, once our neighbor disagrees with us and then turns into our enemy in some way, then we're free to hate them, right? We're free to get back at them. It becomes this cycle of wrongs being revenged of you hurt me, so I hurt you. Well, then you hurt me, so I hurt you. So what do we do with this? What do we do with this idea of hating our enemies that we see all around us right now? The answer is probably the most illogical, the most difficult thing Jesus said. It's something I think once we hear it, we all try to explain it away like, oh, you know, Jesus, he was just kind of saying this ideal that we can't really live up to, but we should try to get there. We try to justify ourselves when we hear this because, you know, maybe people have hurt us too much and so we don't need to really get along with them. We don't need to try to figure this out. They've, they've had too many chances and, and all of that. But the reality is that what we're about to talk about is the most powerful teaching Jesus had. It is life-changing. It was world-changing. In fact, it changed the world once, and I believe it can do it again if we actually put it into practice. And so this teaching is actually found in what we call the Book of Luke. Luke was an ancient historian who went to the people who knew Jesus. The eyewitnesses were still alive, and he went to the eyewitnesses and said, hey, what was it like to be with Jesus? What did he say? What did he teach? And he wrote it down in a, in a historical account that we call the Book of Luke. And this teaching that I'm talking about is found in this account of Jesus' life. And here's what, here's this teaching that we're talking about. This is Jesus talking. But to you who are willing to listen, and we have to stop there because that's a big deal. Are we willing to listen? Are you willing to listen? Because if I'm honest, I'd say most people, myself included, are not willing to listen to what Jesus is about to say. See, we want to listen for others. When we hear what Jesus talks about, we always say, oh yeah, you know them, they need to, they really need to listen. I should email this message to somebody because they really need to hear this. We say, oh yeah, I, I, I know this stuff, right? I'm so mature spiritually. And usually a sign that you're not mature is that you say you are. But are you willing to listen to what Jesus says? And so here's what he says. But to you who are willing to listen, let's make that us, I say... Love your enemies. Well, Jesus, I don't have enemies. Like, I'm not like going out and slapping people in the face and stuff. Well, think about it. You don't have enemies. When you disagree with somebody on politics or pandemic things or whatnot, when you get angry with somebody, when you feel like you've been wronged, when you put a us versus them mentality on somebody, they become your enemy. You're trying to win the argument. You're trying to have your side beat their side. They are now your adversary that you're trying to defeat. They are your enemy. Maybe you have a friend that's betrayed you or, or stabbed you in the back or deserted you when you were in need, and now you just have that feeling of them. Just like they, you see them in the store, maybe, and you're like, I don't really want to talk to you. Or think about politics. Check out these pictures. See any enemies in those pictures? Or that annoying, 
unreasonable, unfriendly neighbor that just always plays their jazz music when you're trying to get other things done. Driving you crazy. Or the parents of your kids' friends that just don't seem to get it, right? Anyone that, when you think of them, you're like, ugh, that is your enemy. We all have enemies. And Jesus says, love those people. Love your enemy. Not a feeling of love, but a choice. Actually, loving in action. See, loving your enemies means actively pursuing their good. Actively pursuing their good. The things you do is how you love your enemies. And that is not natural. That doesn't make sense in, often in the real world. It doesn't feel like that makes sense. It's illogical. So then Jesus gives us some real world examples of what this would look like to love your enemies, what it takes to truly love your enemies and, and change the world and change our society. And here's what he says. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who hurt you. Do good to those who hate you, meaning go out of your way to make their life better when they are actively trying to make your life worse. Bless those who curse you, like not like, you know, voodoo and witches and that type of thing, but speaking well of someone who is purposely choosing to speak badly and poorly about you to others. And then he says, pray for those who mistreat you. Honestly, I, for me, this is probably the hardest one because I don't want to do that. See, when it's just you and God, Jesus is saying, pray for your enemies. When it's your time to talk to God and tell him how you're feeling, he says, pray for your enemies. Not to get God to get them and zap them with his, and smite them with his holy smiter, and not to make them realize that you are right or to get them to change, but to pray that God will show his love to them, that God will do good to them, that God will give them fulfilling lives, that God will bless them even when they don't deserve it, bless them even more than they could imagine. That's what Jesus is saying we do for our enemies. Seems impossible. But wait, there's more. If someone slaps you on one cheek, offer the other cheek also. If someone demands your coat, offer your shirt also. Give to anyone who asks, and when things are taken away from you, don't try to get them back. To which most of us would say, oh, he's obviously exaggerating to make his point, right? Like, this isn't what he really means. Like, he's saying, do this, but it's an ideal we live up to. There's obviously exceptions to this rule, and I think most things are exceptions. That's what we would say. That's what we normally say when we read this passage or when we hear this, this teaching. And yeah, maybe these aren't blanket rules for every situation. Like, if you take abuse into account, Jesus isn't saying stay in an abusive relationship or stay in an abusive situation. Obviously, he's not saying that. He's saying pray for them. We'll talk about that later. But the main principle of this can't be ignored. It can't be explained away. Jesus is saying love doesn't retaliate. Love doesn't retaliate in anger. Can you oppose evil? Absolutely. But you st we still need to love and forgive as we are opposing evil. The question would be, is your goal in opposing evil or when you're trying to stop injustice or something, is your goal, is your gut feeling, is your desire to fight or is it to love? Are you looking for excuses so that you can fight somebody or are you going out of your way to show love? I'd say that's your criteria in saying, does this apply to my situation? 
what is your goal here? What are you trying to, to do? Are you trying to fight? Or are you trying to show love? Is it to give yourself away? Or is it to protect what you think you deserve? Because here's the thing. Jesus's love is self-sacrificial. It's vulnerable and it's unfair. Jesus's love is self-sacrificial, vulnerable, and unfair. If you are going to love like Jesus, if you're going to love your enemy, if you're going to follow Jesus, it means all of your rights are abandoned. It means you will be taken advantage of. You will not get what you think you deserve, and your enemy will get what they don't deserve. I know it sounds terrible. Stay with me. We're going to get there. See, then Jesus summarizes everything he just said. And even if you don't believe Jesus is God, which is fine, you don't have to believe that to, to have this affect your life. But if you don't believe Jesus is God, you have to admit there's never been someone as insightful as Jesus because we've all heard this next line, this next sentence Jesus says. Do to others as you would like them to do to you. We call that the golden rule. And we say, oh yeah, you know, every major religious figure, every philosopher has said something like that. But the the thing is, what Jesus just said, do to others as you want them to do to you, is actually completely different than anything else before it. The closest was, don't do to them what you don't want them to do to you. You see the difference? It's that negative part, don't do it if you don't want it to happen to you. Where usually we live this way, and and even Moses' teaching in, in, in the Old Testament for the Jews was do what they do to you, right? The idea of an eye for an eye. Like, let's, let's keep it fair and have justice. If they poke your eye, eye out, you get to poke their eye out. What Jesus said was, and still is, completely revolutionary. He's saying, do to others, be proactive, Be the first one. Take the first step. Be proactive in doing good to others and doing what you want done to you. And if you remember, if you're a Jesus follower, he's saying Jesus followers go first. Take the first step. Do good that you want done to you. Because you want to be loved unconditionally, don't you? You want to be given the benefit of a doubt. And when you you mess up, you want to be forgiven. You want to be given that second chance. You want your efforts to be seen as genuine and not just trying to placate or or win favor. You want to be seen as genuine. That's how you need to treat others, Jesus is saying. Jesus is saying, preemptively do these things for others. Hey, John, that's, I mean, that's great. I'm like, you don't know me. I'm, I'm kind. I don't know why you're being so harsh right now. Like, I'm a kind person. When, when people respect me, when, when they treat me well, I treat them the same way. Like, you got to give respect to, you got to earn respect to get respect, right? Well, here's what Jesus says about that wonderful idea. If you love only those who love you, why should you get credit for that? Even sinners love those who love them. When you, Sinners think of people who you don't like. Anybody who's doing something that you are not for. Even sinners, even your enemies do that. And if you do good only to those who do good to you, why should you get credit? Even sinners do that much. And if you lend money only to those who can repay you, why should you get credit? Even sinners will lend to other sinners for a full return. Love your enemies. Do good to them. Lend to them without expecting to be repaid. 
sinners. Look, you treat people well who deserve it, right? You treat people well who, who, who've earned it. Jesus says, he says, good job. That's what everyone does. There's, you're not special. Every single person does that. See, often we think loving our neighbor means those in our neighborhood, those who look like us, those who think like us, those who vote like us, those who smell like us, those who eat like us, those who pray like us. Those are our neighbors, right? Jesus completely blew that idea up, especially in if you read the story of the Good Samaritans, why it's such a big story. Check out the story of the Good Samaritan and see that is not who our neighbors really are. See, how you treat someone, how you respond to someone when they don't deserve good, when they don't deserve your respect, when they don't deserve your love, when they are, how you treat them when they are actively working against what you think is right, when that neighbor starts acting like an enemy, that's when real love is proven. See, if you haven't learned to love your enemy, you haven't truly learned to love. If you haven't learned to love your enemy, you haven't truly learned to love. To which we might say, but why should I? Right? Like, great, I should do this. Why? I, an eye for an eye works. Like, especially if you get them first and you take out both their eyes, then you win. How, like, how am I supposed to defend myself? How am I supposed to defend my rights? How are they going to learn their lesson if I don't teach it to them? Well, how does this kind of self-sacrificing, vulnerable, unfair, totally illogical love actually do anything? It's a fair question. It's a good question. Let's keep going. Then your reward from heaven will be very great. And you'll truly be acting as children of the Most High. For he is kind to those who are unthankful and wicked. You must be compassionate just as your Father is compassionate. He says he's, he's good to those who are unthankful and wicked. He's talking about you. And me. And everyone else. We're all unthankful and wicked, aren't we? If you really are honest about it. But the amazing thing is... When we are unthankful, when we are wicked, we don't get what we deserve. See, Jesus is the opposite of the idea of karma, right? Where you do bad things, bad things happen to you, you do good things, good things happen to you. Jesus is the exact opposite of that. He, in fact, he makes the whole idea of an eye for an eye, he makes that obsolete. See, he is merciful. He is compassionate, meaning he doesn't give the bad that we have earned. He doesn't give the bad that we have deserved. He doesn't treat us according to the bad things we've done. In fact, He's full of grace, meaning he gives us the good we don't deserve. He's given us good things that we haven't earned. That's the whole message of Jesus. That's like the good news of Jesus, that we are wicked. We all have hurt people on purpose just to get what we want. We have, haven't just been bad to our enemies. We've been bad to the people that we call our friends, our neighbors, our, the, our loved ones. And God loves us. He loves us because he made us. He loves us because he chooses to. There's nothing about us that makes him want to love us. He just does. Just like we love our kids. He loves us and he wants to be with us. But because we hurt others, there has to be justice because he's a good God. There has to be a, a payment for the hurt that we've caused. And that's where Jesus comes in. He comes and takes the punishment that we deserve, the bad that we deserve. He came and took that on the cross for us. 
and then gives us the good we don't deserve, forgiveness, a, a clear conscience, a clear slate with God that we can receive just by what we call faith or trusting Him, trusting that He has forgiven us, that our pain that we've caused others has been forgiven because of what Jesus did on our behalf. And when we trust that, when we are made new because of Jesus' forgiveness, we are empowered. We are empowered by the Holy Spirit of God to love others. It's like we are a just a glove on the Holy Spirit's hand. Right? He, the hand fills the glove and then the glove gets to work. See, this type of love that we're talking about, a love where you love your enemies, this type of love only can come from God. We can't do this love on our own. We can't muster it up and say, no, I'm just going to love it. You can't because it's not a feeling and you can't muster feelings anyway. But it's even, you can't choose to love your enemy because they're your enemy. It's impossible. This type of love is impossible to do on your own. But it's also impossible to ignore if you truly allow yourself to be filled and empowered by the Holy Spirit. Because he won't let you ignore, ignore it because he'll be moving the glove of you. And the result of all of this. The answer to, why should I do this? Why should I let God love my enemies through me? The answer is freedom. Freedom. Because when you trust that Jesus loves you, when you become a Jesus follower, when you become a child of God, as Jesus said, you experience something incredible, something unique that you can't experience anywhere else. You are free to simply love with God's love. You are free to be vulnerable. You're free to love sacrificially because you know Jesus is taking care of your needs. You don't have to worry about your rights being protected and, and making sure they learn their lesson because Jesus is taking care of you. Jesus is in charge. You are free to forgive, to be released from holding on to the, the hurt and the anger and the pain and the desire for revenge that ruins lives. See, when you trust Jesus, it's okay that life isn't fair. Because life isn't fair, we know that. Because you know Jesus will reward you in the end. And you can leave true justice, because your justice is not going to be the same as God's. He knows all. You can leave true justice up to Him because you're trusting Him. The love that can only come from God, that it, it makes it able to love and forgive even, even the worst pain, even the worst hurts. It frees us from the hurt, from the anger, from the revenge that keeps eating away at us. Because it's not our love, it's His love flowing through us. Jesus tells us to choose this love, to allow this love to come through us, because it is what is best for us. This type of love is what's best for you, for your life, for your family, because it will bring the most happiness joy, and freedom out of any other way you can choose to live. See, choosing to love our enemies is choosing to live a life of freedom. But it's not done simply by words. So I have an assignment for us this week. First, read this passage. Read it once a day. Read it twice in a week if, if that's too much for you. Read Luke 6, 27 through 36. And then here's our real life assignment, and it is not going to be easy, but what Jesus calls us to do isn't always easy, but it is what's best. Our assignment is this, be for one enemy. This week or this month, be for 
one enemy. I know it's hard to choose just one, because <laughs> you have so many. But that person, you may just go, oh, every time you think about them. Choose that person. And if you're a Jesus follower and you have another Jesus follower that makes you go, Argh! maybe prioritize them first and remember what Jesus said about us loving each other. So before one enemy, how? First, by praying for them, that God will do good for them. Then, number two, choose to forgive them. Choose not to hold against them what they have done against you. Don't hold it against them. Let it go. Tell God how hard it is forgiving them, how hard those feelings you have about them. Let him know. Tell him. Talk to him about it. He'll listen. He understands. He was there when it happened. He understands both sides. So choose not to hold it against them. Forgive them and then do good for them. It might be something small, like not talking bad about them anymore or actually choosing to go out of your way to speak good about them or post something good about them. They don't even have to know you're doing good for them. But choose to do one good thing for them. Because we're following Jesus' example, aren't we? When he was nailed to the cross and dying, he looks at the people who are torturing him and says, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. And then he actually died to make that forgiveness possible. It's amazing. So be for an enemy and don't try to do it yourself. Rely on the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. Let him love them through you. See, Jesus' illogical love changed the world once. In fact, it revolutionized it forever. And I think we each have a chance to do that again. One person, one family, one relationship at a time. Because illogical love transforms the world one relationship at a time. So be the glove and get to work. Thanks, John. I'm personally uh, challenged by the challenge, the assignment you've given us. I look forward uh, to doing that this week. Um, I'm sure um, maybe you felt the same way, uh, but I like the the three steps and just reading over that passage again. Um, that's a great uh, assignment that you've given us. So thank you. There's a few announcements uh, as we move forward in this episode. I just have a couple more things to say before we say goodbye. The first thing is, if that prompted questions, please use that welcome form to let us know um, what you're wondering about. It's really more just a conversation starter. Um, so use that welcome form as a way to uh, touch base with us and let us know you're watching and let us know what your questions are. You're in you're looking behind the scenes of the studio, kind of behind the scenes. Uh, this is where we film our church at home episodes. Um, and we've been doing this for, oh, 49 weeks now. Um, and we're still gonna continue doing it. We know that Marion County is opening up. We're really excited about that. Make sure that you follow us on social media so that you can stay tuned as we have updates uh, for future plans. But in the meantime, like and subscribe to keep watching this stuff. And if you're not in a Connect group yet, that's a great way to join a community of people uh, that will welcome you, will welcome your questions, will welcome your family if you've got a family. But let us know if you're interested in something like that. We have uh, groups that meet mostly online right now in person, but that changes week to week. So please reach out to us if you're interested in a small group community, we call them Connect Groups, and you can join one or express interest in joining one and maybe get some questions answered by filling out the form online. If you're watching this before Sunday, the 28th at 4.30, you still have time to RSVP and head over to our drive-in party. This month we're having another drive-in party and people who RSVP ahead of time 
get entered to win a $40 gift card to Acme Cafe. So be sure you check that out. If you're watching this after Sunday at 4.30, the drive-in party already happened, but that's okay. There will be more. So make sure that you let us know you're watching, get on our mailing list and follow us on social media and you'll get all the latest updates. You can also check out our website. Uh, we did a luggage drive this month uh, for foster care. We raked in a ton of luggage. We're getting more at the drive-in party. We're really excited about being able to be for Salem in this way. And we'll have another for Salem challenge coming up in March. So you know what I'm gonna say, check out social media and you'll get the latest on what our next challenge is to be for your community and for your neighbor. All right, giveaways. We do weekly giveaways. We're excited to be giving away $25 to Nancy Joe's Burgers. And this week's giveaway, the winner is Rochelle T. Rochelle entered on Facebook. Our winner this week is from Facebook. So congratulations, Rochelle. We'll be getting a hold of you and getting you your $25 to Nancy's, which is good for burgers, fries, shakes. Oh, it's the best. Um, thank you for entering. Thank you to everybody else who entered. There will be another giveaway this week to Life Source Natural Foods in South Salem. They're actually expanding their location right now. It's very exciting for people who are longtime lovers of natural foods. Life Source is a great place in Salem. They actually do a lot for our community, so we're really grateful to have them and we want to support them. So we're giving away $25 worth of anything at Life Source, which if you know Life Source, it could be fresh fruits and veggies, it could be pantry items, it could be deli food, uh, they sell essential oils, they sell um, beauty products, CBD products, they have it. So $25 to LifeSource. You can enter on social media. This week, take a, take a look on social media, you'll see the post, and then you can comment to enter. And we always announce our winners on Saturdays. Thank you so much for watching this week's episode. Next week, my husband Aaron will help me host again. I've missed him. Oh, I have his hat here. This will help me channel my inner Aaron or whatever. Um, but thank you so much for watching. Uh, thank you for taking part in all we're doing. Thank you for communicating with us. There's questions coming up next for your connect groups. You can also, if you want kids content, that's available online um, at the URL you see on the screen. And you can also always donate to Cross Creek Community Church. We have lots of big dreams and plans for our future and we can't do it without your support. So if you've been a supporter of Cross Creek, we really appreciate it. We can always use your donations. We are a nonprofit and the link is in the show notes and also on the screen. Thank you so much for watching. Go out there before your neighbor, before an enemy, and we hope you turn those enemies into friends. See you next week. Clock starts, Liz, what are we doing? They're gone. Love, it's a logical end of series. Ha 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 ha.